0: Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. And we'll take our Bibles and turn over to the book of Matthew, chapter 26. And I'd like to begin reading at verse number 55. In that same hour, said Jesus to the multitudes, Are you come out? As against a thief with swords and staves for to take me. I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they that laid hold on Jesus led him away to see if us the high priest where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed afar off into the high priest's palace, and went in and sat with his servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. The high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us, whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He's guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, Thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by. And said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew, And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. My message this morning deals with the subject, the danger of following afar off. Peter once walked close with the Lord, but at this time he was following afar off. After the Lord was arrested, the disciples fled. All of them initially fled, but two of them had second thoughts. John and Peter went ahead and followed Christ, but Peter followed afar off. Peter would be one whom we would least expect to follow afar off. He was one of Christ's very first disciples. He boldly confessed in the book of Matthew, the 16th chapter, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. However, when Christ was arrested, Peter decided just to follow at a safe distance. Matthew tells us why Peter even followed it all. He was interested in finding out what was going to happen. To see the end is the words in the Word of God, no doubt, curiosity, rather than love for the Lord, motivated Peter to follow afar off. How miserable he was at this time. Peter tries to lose himself in the crowd and in doing so, denies the Lord three times. People who were once close to God and now following afar off, you can mark it down, even sinners can recognize the fact that you are now following afar off. And in the back of their mind, they're thinking he's not what he once was. Now to Peter's credit, he repented with bitter weeping. A lot of people leave that out of this story, but at least he repented. It was more than just a few words. The Bible says that he went out and he wept bitterly. And every individual who ever realizes, I'm not where I once was, I've been following afar off, needs to find an altar of prayer somewhere and weep bitterly. Peter became a faithful follower of the Lord. Amen. And so, as we think about it, dear one, one is never so strong in Christ as to be above temptation. You could deny the Lord by the way you live. Amen, friend. When we think we're strong enough, then we're bound to fail. As long as we live, we will face temptations and therefore be susceptible the giving in to them temptation. Somebody said, well, I'm tempted, but I couldn't give in to it. Yes, you could at a weak moment give in to it. So we must put on the whole armor of God that will be able to stand in the day of trial. One reveals spiritual weakness when he tries to hide his identity with Christ. Friend, it doesn't matter if it's for fear, or harm, or financial gain, for popularity, or for any other reason. We cannot be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Peter wouldn't identify himself to be a part of Jesus Christ. A Christian does not suddenly wake up one morning and decide to be unfaithful to Christ. I don't believe it works that way. You know what I believe? Every person who has ever backslid began first of all by following afar off. That's the first step to backsliding. Friend, there's many times in our lives when we're confused. Events take place. Rapidly, Think about Peter and everything he hoped for. Look at the situation that he was in and all of a sudden they've got Christ. Judas has betrayed him and they're getting ready to crucify him and his world is falling apart. Let me tell you something, things are gonna happen in your life and things are gonna happen in my life and it's either gonna make us better or it's gonna make us bitter. And in my life, I've witnessed some folks, instead of allowing uh, themselves to get bitter, they used this experience that God had allowed them to go through, and they got closer to God than they'd ever been. But the sad fact of the matter is, I've also witnessed people who went through some difficult situations, and instead of allowing that situation to draw them closer to God, they immediately began to show steps that they were following afar off. So how is it with you today? Now, there are really two classes of professing Christians. There are those here who I believe are really faithful and really love God but there's also those that have begun to follow afar off. These are the ones who attend church most of the time, but are not moved to action by the teachings of the Word of God. These are the ones who are content to let others do all or most of the work. They don't wanna get involved. These are the ones who don't always show up when the church meets. These are the ones who never read their Bible throughout the week. Very seldom even bring their Bible to the house of God. These are the ones who fool no one with their apparent religion. Following afar off is just a serious of a danger for us as it was Peter. Christians today, once committed to Jesus Christ, who are even now following afar off, and many New Testament passages of scriptures, encourage us as the people of God, amen, to uh, take the efforts to do everything within our ability to reach our heavenly home, not to begin To follow afar off. But, folks, there's a lot of people who start out in this race, but they never finish the race. Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 13 and 14, informs us that the gates to heaven are quite narrow. The gates to heaven are not broad, they're not wide. The gates to heaven are are still very narrow. The purpose then of this message is that we might examine our own lives to see if we too are possibly following afar off. It may make the difference as to whether you reach your heavenly destination. Friend, this is how serious of a situation it is because I've known a lot of people over the years and I talked to them when I saw signs of following afar off and I couldn't count the people I've had to tell me over the years, well, I know I'm not where I ought to be. I'm not where I once was, but I'm never going to go back to doing such and such. But they did, and even worse. Friend, we're to put Christ First in our lives. Seek Him first in His righteousness. God comes first. So, what should I look for to see if I'm following afar off? First of all, a forgotten commitment. The Christian life, above all else, is one of complete commitment to our Lord. The words of Jesus to his disciples as recorded in Matthew 16, 24 should stir us out of our complacency and remind us of our commitment. Friend, it's a whole lot like getting married. Getting married is a commitment that you make. You make some promises, and. Here's what I'll do for better or for worse for richer or for poor till death do us part that's a commitment that we make and friend getting saved is a commitment lord I'll follow you I'll do whatever you want me to do I made a commitment when I got saved the people tend to forget that commitment that they made. Did we truly mean it when we confess Jesus as Lord of our life or have we forgotten that we are to be new creatures in Christ where old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Brethren, have we forgotten who we were meant to become? Secondly, a seldom glance at the cross. The Bible tells me in the book of Romans, the fifth chapter and verse number eight, but God commended his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So many Christians have forgotten the great price of Calvary. Christ gave up his home in heaven to come down here and to die in disgrace and shame on a lonely cross between two thieves. The Romans ridiculed him. The Jews despised him. His own received him not. He poured out his blood for all mankind. Yet so often we neglect the greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind. How many times this past week have you thought about the cross Have you thought about what Jesus endured for you upon the cross of Calvary? Friend, listen, this will be our end if we begin to follow afar off and lose out with God. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse seven, and to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord from the glory of his power. Thirdly, the house of God is slipping from our view. Are you faithful to the house of God? Do you find reasons to stay away from the house of God? Jehovah said in the long, long ago in Jeremiah 2:32, Can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me. All of us here must heed that warning in the book of Hebrews and the 10th chapter, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another daily and so much more as you see the day approaching. Friend, when I was at home, there was nine of us and my mom fixed a big breakfast every morning, biscuits and gravy and sausage and bacon. Every morning of the week, she fixed a big dinner every day and a big supper now I'm telling you, when she called for us to eat, if one of us was missing, we wouldn't have ate. We would have found our brother. We would have found our sister that was missing from the table. Friend, we have a sacred obligation together, together with God's people, and yet so many without harm to their conscience lay out of the services and Do we ever inquire, where's my brother? Where's my sister? They need to be here. Amen. Do we show that we have a love for our brothers and sisters? And my friend, we don't seem to miss our brothers and sisters when we begin to follow afar off. Peter, by the inspiration of God, penned these words in First 1 Peter 1.22, seeing you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the Spirit and the unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Friend, after miss and service, how anxious are you to get back into the house of God with your brothers and your sisters? Friend, when you are where you ought to be with God, you just can't wait to get back into the house of God and have the fellowship with the brothers and sister and have the pure word of God preached to us. And how is your love? Then my friend, we don't feel the need for God, which we once did. The weeping prophet stood at the charred gates of Jerusalem that was destroyed by the Babylonians and he was crying. It is nothing to you, all that passes by. But it meant something to him, didn't it? How dear and how precious was that faith and trust which we once had in God. If God is farther away from you than he once was, just who moved? can promise you this morning God didn't move. You're the one that began to follow afar off. James tells us we can do something about this. James tells us draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. I like that. You want to get closer to God? Draw closer to him and every step you take towards God, He takes a step towards you, amen. So dear one, He in return will draw near to us and how many of us once had that sacred hour of prayer, a time when we shared our inmost thoughts with God but do we still do that? Do we still have that time of prayer but yeah, but you see, I got this other job and, and we got this going on, but the real problem is you're following afar off. We make a lot of excuses, but the problem is we're following afar off. Amen. Do the words of the psalmist in Psalms 55:16 16 still dwell upon your heart? As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Does that mean anything to you anymore? Are we no longer excited about being saved? We lost the excitement about living for God and being in the center of his will about that relationship that we have with God as our Christian life, like a coat which once was new and it was once precious to us. But now it's just one of many. Friend, being the disciple of Jesus should feel anew to us each day. And we ought to show this new coat off. Never let this new coat get old where we're ashamed of this coat. Then, my friend, we begin to take priceless and sacred things for granted. Reading the precious Word of God used to be done daily with eagerness, but now seldom done at all. We're not excited about the Bible like we once was when we begin to follow afar off. We forget the seriousness of the Word of God. These are the very words of God. Listen, friend. The Bible says your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The Bible is so readily available to us in America that we don't even realize what a great blessing it is to still be able to have the Bible. Many, I say again, don't cherish the word of God. Christians of yesteryear were known far and wide as people of the book, amen, they knew it, from cover to cover. They allowed this book to guide their lives. How sweet are your words to my taste? They are sweeter than honey to my mouth. Are his words still sweet to your mouth? Or has parts of the word of God become bitter? We've totally anchored to this present life and rarely think about the hereafter. Today, many spend their entire lives trying to find heaven here on earth. How often we forget that we became Christians, we gave up the world to become Christians. At that time, we changed from being citizens of this world to being citizens over in glory. But many brethren are best described as Demas. Where the Bible says, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Our Lord tells us not to lay up treasures here on earth, but rather in heaven. Amen. Materialism and indifference has invaded the can. These are signs of following Afar off, we can learn from our failures and we can move on. Amen. And perhaps we will succeed and God will be glorified if we will repent like Peter did and go on for God and become what God would have us to be. In closing, what kind of disciple am I? Am I one that really loves God, where God wants me to be? Am I in the center of God's will? Only you can answer that question, because you can have people fooled. Am I in the center of God's will, or am I following afar off? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.